What's up? What's happening? Welcome back to another episode of the Yankshaft F1 Podcast, group of American dudes. I like watching other dudes drive really fast. Joining me, as always, from the nation's capital, we've got Johnny Gomes. What up, everybody? And from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we've got Ian. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Got a new mic this week, and we are ready to rock. Ian is using uh, a Black Friday $20 uh, Amazon uh, Xbox headset, I believe, so don't, don't, don't be fooled. We're recording pods, we're playing box, and we're, uh... <laughs> I've got one AirPod in, so it's not the most ideal, uh, headset We are, we are a real <laughs> crack us, team this week, but, uh, you know... They don't call us the McLaren of pods for nothing. They, again, once again, they, they do not call us that, but I, I guess more than anything, it's just nice to, like, I guess I'll go with this. Anyway, thank you guys, finally we're back. Did I come through? Come through nice? Yeah. <laughs> Joe Guan Yu. Uh, Joe Guan Yu, after getting eliminated in Q2, that is him saying, we're back. And I feel like that is that is very much our energy this week. After the Hungarian Grand Prix, sorry we could not be with you guys for a, a post-French Grand Prix. Uh, you know, life happens. And uh, until we start uh, making any money or, or maybe even just not losing money, because this is this is definitely costing us bucks at this point. I was going to say, uh, the pod is literally we're, we operate at a loss oh, yeah. for this pod. Um, we're in the red. I would say we do this. We do this for you guys. Um, again, dozens of listeners love you guys to death. Uh, super appreciative. Super appreciative. But yeah, this is this is not a uh, Yank Shaft does not pay the bills yet. So yeah, we need to, we need to get Roman down here as a sponsor ASAP. I feel like it, de- it, it definitely fits our demographic. But anyway, on to the 2022 Hungarian Grand Prix. How was the weekend? How was the? Uh, how are you guys doing? How how was how was your race watching experience? Johnny, you start off. Um, you go ahead, Ian. Sorry, I'm, I'm just fixing this one AirPod. No, I I I enjoyed it. Um, I, I think Hungary's a Hungary's a fun track for me. Um, I kind of like that. That first turn's a little this little dicey, so I like a good start. Um, when we, we kind of knew Verstappen was going to win just because he had a rocket ship. I love the fact he did a he just did a Starts, complete three sixty. Yeah. Started ten and still did a won spin, the race. Still won. Classic. Um, we had some we had some. Um, <coughs> Hamilton and Russell were strong. We had some Ferrari antics. Um, we, I thought we were going to have a nice McLaren rebound week, and uh, but no, all in all, uh, very good race. Enjoyed it, and um, yeah, it's a shame we now have a bunch of time off without a race. I don't believe yeah. myself on Sunday mornings. Yeah, this might have been like the most normal race we've had in a while. I feel like uh, you know Verstappen seems to be back in the same race. Um, <laughs> I mean, for for the, I mean. You know, if, if we're talking about Ferrari blunders, it was that, that pretty feels pretty normal. That's, that's uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, no. So, I mean, uh, Merck, the Mercs look to be to be back. Uh, the whole Ferrari thing. I can't wait to dig into that. I mean, um, watching them, watching Ferrari trying to, you know, keep Charles from undercutting Charles <laughs> was the the highlight of my weekend, probably. So, uh, I'm thankful for that. That was that was uh, interesting. It. It provided so much entertainment for like all the wrong reasons as a Charlotte Claire fan over here. Like it was, it, it, it was just brutal watch. Like I spent the entire second half of the race just like just shaking my head. You know when you're you're just watching. It's like when I watch DC United most of the time. You know or the Washington Wizards. I guess would be a better comparison. And or the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like I, it was it was a disaster. And, and let's just jump right into it. Let's get once again. Let's get all the Ferrari hate out 
now so that we can talk about the rest of the race. Um, Ian, you you you're the biggest Ferrari <laughs> hater in the house. Uh, you got it. Yeah. You know? So I. I, you know, Curtis, we kind of had this, I kind of had this coming to Jesus moment, which I think was super obvious for everybody else, but I always thought I really kind of had something against Charles Leclerc, like maybe he rubbed me the wrong way. No, I actually really like Charles Leclerc. I just hate Ferrari, and I don't know why, but I just really don't like them, and I think their blunders are hilarious, and I want Leclerc to leave Ferrari and go to Mercedes, because I'm sick of t- watching this guy with so much talent just having to not only fend off Max Verstappen, which is already extremely difficult, but while his own team is basically actively yeah. sabotaging Max Verstappen is like <laughs> yeah. his second and biggest opponent behind his own team right now. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, the the track's it, cold. It, Let's slap on the hard It's time. crazy. Yeah. It's, and, then, and then Sainz the same way. Where I really like Carlos Sainz, but I don't like him driving for Ferrari because that team is a nightmare, and I, you just do not. That's where careers go to die. And I'll read you guys a great text I received from a buddy who's fairly new to Formula One. Um, I received this after the race said, and I quote, Dude, why didn't you talk me out of becoming a Ferrari fan? This blank is painful. And that is absolutely the best way to describe Ferrari to anybody new to Formula One. Yeah, man. I just, I don't get it. You know, they're... They're great in qualifying, strong in practice, great pace. And then, you know, we get to the last 20 laps of the race and the floor just seems to fall out from under them every single time. I mean, it was a complete disaster. And and Charles Leclerc even admitted to that himself, that he lost the race there at the end. Stupid decision to slap the hard tires on when when other teams had already gone for that strategy and were losing time on their laps. Uh, it's so backwards. I, I don't even know. I don't understand it at all. Like, I saw a tweet from even Roman Grosjean, you know, is tweeting about oh, yeah. Ferrari's strategy with mind-blowing yeah. emojis. You know, like was it, Erickson, the Indy, Indy 500 to... champ this year, he was tweeting about <laughs> yeah. it. Is everyone? Yeah, it's... Hamilton, 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 Verstappen, and Russell yeah, are laughing, laughing about it after they were on, on hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Incredible moment in the cooldown room. And that's like, that's kind of my, my point about that, that, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get more into it, but Ferrari start on the mediums, you know, pit for mediums, which I'll talk about later, but then, then they pit for hards at what, like lap 40, every single long pit stop, not well, a long pit, but every single person watching that race thought that that was done. This wasn't like, Oh, hindsight's 2020. It was, everybody any a casual fan who just got into the sport like they the last couple years they would know that like that was a dumb move the announcers couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it and sure enough (laughs) he was a sitting duck they they pitted him again for soft tires which once again is is ferrari like basically admitting that they were wrong. They're like, we would rather lose an extra 23 seconds right here putting on the soft tires because we're going to lose more than that having him keep the hard tires on. And that's not the first time that Ferrari has has done something like that when they made a huge mistake. Yeah. And where I want to go with this is every time they've made one of these mistakes, they have said, no, this was the plan all along. We didn't do anything wrong. Uh, you know, the car just didn't have the pace today. Is Ferrari ever going to admit fault 
for any of these things? Because it's starting to feel really, no. really disgusting. No. 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 They, no. And, and the worst part, I mean, it's inexcusable. Like, it's one thing to you pit Alex Albon twice when you throw the wrong t- tire compound on. But to say that that Charles Leclerc, a future world champion winning driver, can't stretch out a set of mediums to then swap on the hards and finish out the race. I mean, that's completely absurd. Alex Albin is catching. Yeah, we're race. sorry, yeah. Alex. I mean, it could have been. It's a, it could have been very good point. Alex Latifi. You're not, you know, I mean, yeah, you're not. This is a, this is a driver who's incredibly talented and incredibly skilled, and one day will be a world champion. Hopefully. You know what? I don't even care what team is it with for his sake. But I mean, future Mercedes driver Charles Leclerc will be a world champion one day. Um, but no, it's just they. It's just like, it, it, I mean, the, the basically the the way to describe the best is a Ferrari this season um, is Carlos Sainz passing was it Ocon. I don't remember the I forgot who it was, but he pa- Carlos Sainz essentially passes Ocon and then gets in his ear, goes box oh, no, box that was, box that was box, on, box, uh, box Perez. In France, yeah, che- yeah. Sorry, Checo. Yes, France is the race. Yes, it happened in France. It was not a wrong blue car. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. I didn't, get to, I didn't get to watch the race, but yeah, that's the best way we can describe Ferrari this season. Is they do something great, and they're like, he's like, well, he no, is I'm mid corner no, on the overtake, and we never. Yeah, sorry. Apologies for the lack of a, a France recap pod, but uh, yeah, that's yeah. oh man. I wanted to. Br- I had to bring that up. No, it's just it's it, it, it's getting really, really, really sad um, for Ferrari at this point. It's. I mean, it's they've they've outmeme them they've outmemed themselves. It is beyond parody. I guess is just like the most straightforward way I can put it. Like all the jokes that we've made, they outdid themselves. They started on medium tires, and Max Verstappen started on softs. They pitted right after Verstappen did. They covered Verstappen's pit stop, but they were on a different tire. So they don't even have the balls to stick with their own strategy. If you're going to be on a slower tire for your first 16, 17 lap stint and then pit when they pit, you've done yourself nothing. It's, it's, a, it's a loss from the get-go. I just I don't understand what they're, what they're doing here, and I would just like a little bit of accountability um, from them is does Mattia Bonato, Bonato like take any of this blame? Cause like for me, I think more good things than bad have happened to Ferrari since he's been in charge. Um, but they need, I mean, they need to, they need to start addressing that there's a problem. You don't have to call someone out individually or call out a certain department, but I mean, everyone knows what's going on here and to constantly come out and tell Leclerc, don't talk to the media and then tell us, once again, they're peeing on our head and telling us it's raining. Is I'm 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 more tired of that than I am of their errors, honestly. Yeah, get used to that because that's just that's how they operate. I mean, they're that's how they operate. They're never going to come out and be like, you know what, our strategy was really bad. It was behind. I would love to see the behind closed doors meeting with Ferrari because it's clearly obvious to everyone. The Sopranos that they, in my head. Yeah, they just they. <laughs> They know they're messing up, and I feel like they're so far in their own heads right now that they just don't. They they, they just psych themselves. There's almost they have the yips essentially right now when it comes to strategies. And it's that's sad. a great take. Ferrari has the yips. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off there, Johnny. Go for it. 
No, I was just going to say, I mean, what else What else can he do at this point? I mean, Leclerc's pretty much at an insurmountable um, uh, deficit hole. They're going to get called by Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he, there's, he's not catching uh, Verstappen, and he'll be lucky to fend off Perez in the championship by season's end. So, um, you know, Mattia Bonato, to me, is nothing more than a, a figurehead at this point, just... Um, hyping his his boys up which i can't he's more of just an for, idea that represents he's, the futility of ferrari yeah. you know is a computer mattia bonato is a computer generated figurehead for for the for ferrari it's it's all a meme um i mean yeah just w- once again absolutely brutal him saying that they didn't have the pace what like you never gave him a chance to have the pace the medium to medium to hard strategy Pirelli didn't even include that in their, like, handbook of, like, you know, their suggested strategies for the week. It wasn't even listed. Um, somebody somebody said online that I, I stole this quote from somebody else I heard, but someone said online, like, it, it's like taking an open textbook test and failing. Like, that. that's what Ferrari did. Like, they, they Pirelli tells you what to do. And they were just like, oh, no, we got to cover we got to cover off the undercut from Verstappen. It's like, dude, you guys were on hards. You don't need to do that. They did it again. And then they put them on hards and then they put them on softs. Like it was like it, it was like Ferrari went to go take a open note biology test. And like halfway through was like, crap, I brought my yep. American history textbook. I don't know what I'm Mattia doing. Bonato sitting there opening <laughs> his world history book and then just uh, looking to the camera. Oh, God. I messed up. <laughs> Enough about Ferrari. Enough about Ferrari. Uh, Red Bull, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about them. Great, great week. And actually, you know what? Let's talk about Red Bull right now. Another great week. Max Verstappen, basically a perfect Sunday. Um, they had some engine issues on Saturday. So he and uh, Perez started 10th and 11th, I believe. But basically a perfect Sunday outside of the, uh, the, the little donut that he did. Um, there right after he passed Leclerc on the the last stint, which at this point just feels disrespectful because he passed him again three laps later. My my takeaway in my brain after watching this, and tell me if I'm crazy, is that Red Bull this year feels like how Mercedes has felt to us in the past. Like, it feels inevitable. They're not doing anything wrong. Even when things do go wrong, they catch the engine issue early, and they start 10th and 11th, and they still win the race. They had they had their struggles the first couple races with reliability, but I mean they're they're picking up the pieces like anytime anything goes wrong, and it's not just oh Leclerc spun out Leclerc spun out and and Max wins, oh Ferrari screws with the strategy and Max wins. They're always there. They're they're it just feels inevitable at this point. Yeah, I mean they're 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 gonna run away with this. Well, they are running away with um, it unless. They, I mean, yeah, they are, they're 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 running. They're going to run away with it. I mean, they are. It's it's foregone conclusion. We're halfway through the season. More than halfway, probably. About halfway. Um, yeah, but we're not good at math. Um, we are at the summer break, so but, about halfway. We know that much. There's 23 races. We yeah, can't be exactly no, halfway. I mean, it's 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 a shame because if if Ferrari doesn't just get in their own way, this is a lot tired of a race. And maybe we're not saying this about Red Bull. Maybe we're yeah. saying, oh man, you know, look at the next race is going to happen. But basically, Red Bull is doing. Red Bull is playing their A game, and they don't need to go above and beyond. They just need to have a. They just need to. They just need to be steady the rest of the way, and they're going to absolutely crush everyone. That's, and that's what they've yeah. been doing. <laughs> Agreed. 
Yeah, the, the, to me, this season to me, Verstappen and Red Bull have been like the anti Leclerc and Ferrari, where Ferrari seems to, you know, how many pole positions has Leclerc thrown away this year alone? And, and you know, where Ferrari doesn't seem to be taking advantage of these opportunities, uh, Verstappen's out here fighting and scratching and clawing for, for every everything he's getting. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's shrugging off setbacks, which is to be expected of a, a, a driver defending a championship title. But, um, yeah, I've been super impressed with, with Red Bull uh, this season. But Max, like, even through last season, like, right up until the very end, the, his M.O. was like, Ah, oh, we don't know if he's ready to be a world champion quite yet. He's he's making too many mistakes. Like, you know, Red Bull Red Bull are a little too aggressive. This is going wrong here and there. And and that's that's what if anything like what Ferrari's doing makes like Max Max chasing Lewis and Mercedes those years look more impressive because they're just completely crapping the bed. Whereas, like, at least Max, yeah. like, like kept it competitive. You have the occasional slip-up. But it is every single week for Charles Leclerc and Ferrari. And it, it, it's just getting hard to watch. Um, I, another stat as we kind of – I don't know. That's kind of all I had on, on Red Bull um, as far as how, how impressive they've been. And I want to transition it into Mercedes via a stat that, Johnny, you kind of – or it might have been Ian. I don't remember. Somebody alluded to. Uh, Ferrari have had eight poles this season. <laughs> Mercedes have had one pole this season. They both have 11 podiums total between their two drivers. Eight poles, <laughs> one pole, 11 podiums total. Lewis Hamilton sound. has five straight podiums. Folks, let's talk about it. Are Mercedes back? <clears throat> they really back? Because I said months ago, like, I thought they would play spoiler in this title fight one way or another, and then Ferrari decided to not hold up their end of the bargain. But... I, Was Mercedes ever really gone, though? Like, can they really be back? But when they, like, they, were, like a, like they were like a second like off the pace. They were always there. They were, they were always lingering. They were always lingering. But now we're approaching them being Sadie. truly competitive. Them being able to truly... Because that George Pole came out of nowhere. George Russell has more points than Carlos Sainz. Uh, let me fact check that. Beep, beep, beep. Yep, yep. Yep. Two more points than Carlos Sainz. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, and like Hamilton's what? only like, 10 back on yeah. Sainz. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it funny how quietly they've been putting together this season, like week in, week out, just incremental baby steps, slowly gaining on the pace. First, they separated themselves from from the McLarens and the Alpines. Now that you know they, they're getting second place, and I, I mean, to me, they look poised to make a serious <clears throat> push uh, in the second. You know, after this uh, this summer break. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the most interesting Absolutely. discussion. Like like are, are Mercedes going to finish second or, or second ahead of Ferrari? Like I'll just ask it ask it flat out and we can talk about the semantics of, of their weekend later. Ian, thoughts? Yes, they they are. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about maybe. They they are. Yeah. Any reasoning? Can we 
Um, Besides, well, you hate yeah, Ferrari and they're terrible and a clown show. <laughs> because Ferrari's a clown show. Yeah, I mean that's the because Mercedes. I know what I'm going to get with Mercedes. I know what I'm going to get week in and week out with Mercedes. The the Ferrari just boomer bust, and it's been so much more bust than it has been boom recently. That's like I can't. I, I can't. Oh do my gosh. That it's was hilarious. so well stated. Like I, it's it sounded like such a lazy phrase, but it's so accurate. Just can you imagine, like, if if Mercedes did to Lewis what they've done to Leclerc, it would have immediately been Toto on the radio, like, "Well, sorry, Lewis, you know, sorry, like the strategy wasn't the team let you we let we let you down this week, you know." And Bonato's just like, "Keep your effing mouth shut, boy. <laughs> get back in the get back in the paddock, you know." And it, it's, <laughs> it's laugh, but it's the truth. I know man. it's, and it's, it's sad. Like Ferrari used to have such a like toxic culture of like blaming everyone and competitive. And so they've just been like, okay, no one's ever at fault now. That's, that's how we're going to handle this. Don't blame anyone ever. They're like, they're calling, they're like running an offense and they're just only calling flea flakers. <laughs> and they're like, Hmm, our quarterback is having some trouble this week. That's the best. That's the, the best defense is strategy. But they're not changing their strategy. We got B- Bum Phillips out here calling the plays, and that's just that's just the way it's going to go. But I, I, again, another another great week for Mercedes. I always thought that they were going to make it there by the end of the year. Once they got that porpoising more or less figured out, the the pace is mostly there. Um, I'm. I'm I'm kind of kind of all in on them finishing second. I think it's going to be a great fight, and that's kind of what I'm focusing my attention on now that the title fight is Vince Carter oh, yeah. meme officially Total. over. It's over. Um, oh, I'm yes. focusing my attention on that second and third place battle, and it'll feel like a massive victory if Ferrari are able to hold on to second place despite having a much 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 faster car. Because you have to, you know, it's like an accounting. You know, you have to factor in like a certain amount of losses or lawsuits and whatever. You know, there's a certain amount of money that you you have to factor in to get paid out every year for nonsense. That's Ferrari right now. The third and fourth place battle is also heating up as well. The so fourth and fifth? Two and, two and three. Yeah, excuse me. Fourth And the fourth and fifth battle is... Um, well, finally, we've talked about it for what, a month now? And finally, <laughs> the Alpines have taken over fourth place from the McLarens. If I knew what the French national anthem was, I would hum you a few notes from it. But I don't know. But here they are, Alpine, up into fourth place. Finally, what's, what's your big, biggest takeaway from uh, McLaren or, or Alpine after this weekend? Is it just Alpine having another solid weekend? Is there anything McLaren did that surprised you? Like I said, I thought McLaren was like Ricardo had a great moment where he passed both Alpines at the awesome. same time and got a great great radio call and like it's been a tough year for Ricardo like a lot of second guessing with that guy. Um, then it all went to crap. And we got that awesome moment. Then it kind of went to crap and I'm he, he 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 I know he collided with one of the Aston Martins and I think that might have uh, Aston Martin damaged right? his car a little bit. Yeah, I believe he just, it was. I thought it was. A, is either, I guess yeah, because they, Vettel, they talked after the race. Because I, I believe Ricardo was on the hard tires, and I think that's what Stroll even said. He was yes. like, "Oh, like yeah, no, those hards, like it's all good, man. Like I get it." 
Um, so that I think that kind of then that just torpedoed the race. Um, and then Norris, I mean, solid race, finished seventh. Solid race, yeah. Yeah. Points. Also, uh, low I, points. I, I just like, heard today, um, and I hadn't heard in a while. Lando Norris is only twenty-two years old. How bad does that make you feel about yourself? What you've accomplished in your life. Leclerc's twenty-four. George Russell's twenty-four. Mix twenty-three. Lando Norris twenty-two years old. It's disgusting. Disgusting level of talent from him. Um, But yeah, I think I think Alpine's probably the bigger story, right? Like just just uh, coming up. Do we want to save all the silly season stuff for after the race? Recap once we've kind of got gotten through the race. I think that's Let's, probably the smarter move. Yeah. Okay. Because we're still because silly season is going to recap a lot of the other teams. So let's do Rockstar Wanker from the beautiful Hungarian Hills. So let's get into Rockstar Wanker. We really need a nice little like jingle or something every time we go into this uh, to separate it. Rockstar Wanker. Rockstar of the week. Hungarian Grand Prix 2022. Ian, who you got? I hate to be lame. I really, really, really do. Well, that explains it. Um, but if you start a race, 10th position, 10th Ten. or 9th, I don't remember, 10th, um, and then do a donut, do a full 360 spin during the race and still win with And moves. no safety cars, right? And yeah. no safety cars. Yeah, I don't know how you can pick anybody else. So obviously, my Rockstar League is Max Verstappen. Finally. You guys are getting, getting on my train of like, man, sometimes you just got to give it to the guy who did the best, even if yeah. it's not sexy. Johnny, who you got? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree completely. Um, Max, Max is in incredible form right now. I mean, you know, for him to, to pull off what he's pulling off um, – you know, it, it takes a world world class caliber driver to do that type of stuff, and you know, no one wants to admit it, but the title fight is over. I mean, <clears throat> Max has has the second one in the bag. You heard it here first. Uh, you know, we're all just racing for fun at this point. Yeah, we're racing for two, three, and four, five. You know, all those other fun battles. <laughs> I, I and, and that was another disappointing thing about Ferrari is that going into the Hungarian Grand Prix. People, people, you know, after France were saying, like, is this title fight over? And it was the answer was no, but it's going to it's going to take a lot from Ferrari. Now it's over. It's going to take some bad luck for Red Bull and some you know good fortune for Ferrari. Now it is now it is over. Now there is no, it's going to take three straight weeks of DNFs for Max for me to, like, have any faith that Ferrari has a chance in this. Um, he had a great drive. Um, it was a great Red Bull strategists. Great week in contention for, for Rockstar. Um, I almost wanted to give it to the whole team, but like, honestly, Sergio Perez kind of, you know, took that, took that, took that vote away from me. Um, so since you guys both went max, I'm going to go Lewis Hamilton. It was a great, great, okay. great drive. You want to know the best thing about Lewis Hamilton, uh, about Lewis Hamilton's week. That is, he was on the same strategy as Charles Leclerc. He went medium, medium, soft, if I'm not mistaken. And so for all this crap little, that it was like... Not a little, a little hard well, before in there as well. Okay, so not the full strategy, <laughs> but he was on this... Because uh, well, no, a, a lot of people were saying like, oh, well, Ferrari doomed themselves and they started on mediums and then pitted for more mediums. Well, Lewis Hamilton did that and he finished five places ahead of Charles Leclerc. 
and a slower car, arguably. So it was a it was a, it was a great weekend from Hamilton. The fact that George Russell basically just had to give up the position at the end, like. Hamilton was on one. It was a great week for Mercedes. Obviously, this this felt like just a, yeah. The Verstappen Hamilton one two is just a nice throwback, a uh, nice little uh, jolt of nostalgia into my veins that I very much appreciated. But I thought Lewis Hamilton more so than than George Russell, or even though he got pole, it was just a vintage Hamilton drive. He just got the absolute most out of that strategy. They committed to it. They didn't panic and put him on hards for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and uh so Lewis Hamilton my my rock star of the week. Wanger of the week a bit of a tougher choice. Does anyone want to take the lead? If not, Johnny you're on the spot. Um Ferrari strategists just fair. fair. Yeah. So, so sick and tired so boring of it every point, week. Man. I'm yeah, I'm tired of it's, talking about it, bringing it up every pod. Uh, we've all seen the memes, the clown noses, the the rainbow wig. It's 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 comical. It's sad. It's they're committing it's like to the a, bit at this point. There's no yeah, way yeah. it's there's no way it's it's not intentional. Yeah, but aside from the obvious one, I'll pro- I'd probably give it to uh, just to Yuki. You know, Johnny, <clears> the, <throat> the two big ones. You you took you took the two that I want yeah. to talk about. <laughs> I mean, hey, we can all jump in Scrambling here. Scrambling through my nose yeah. trying yeah. to find anyone else who did that. Uh, uh, Yuki's just the gift yeah. that keeps on giving. Just when you think he's he's reeling it in, he's having a stellar day, and then lap thirty five or whatever it was rolls around and, and <laughs> yeah, all hell breaks. Loose. Ian, I'll give you a little bit of time to. Uh, oh, okay. okay, never mind. I've jump got in. no, no, no. I've got I've got I've I've got a rebound wanker. <laughs> um, while a hundred percent. Hundred percent for the terrible strategy Ferrari, and also Yuki just. No, Ferrari ugh. is. It's so, one of those weeks where Ferrari's strategy is number one, and so so we're just going to talk about the number two. One number A, two, yeah, one yeah. A. The the one A wanker yeah. for me, one B, heck, one C, is the weather. First of all. Those beautiful, lush Hungarian hills were very brown, so it tells me there was not a whole lot of rain in that area, so come on. I was going to ask you about the lush Hungarian hills that you love so much. Second, second, oh, it just decides to rain on the last lap of the race? What kind of nonsense is that? Give me that with like four or five laps Three more laps, Hamilton would have come back. It would have been so more exciting. Hamilton Verstappen lost so much time on the last lap. I know he was driving slow to try to protect his car. He was car. just trying to get across the finish line, but he was just wanting to get across the finish line. But if there were three, if that rain would have hit ten minutes earlier, we would have been. That would have been an mm, all-time amazing finish. I'm getting steamed up just oh, thinking I know. about it. I'm, I mean that 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 track would have been gripping if that if it would have been we got to have some it would have been a little little bit wetter a little bit gripping better oh man it would have been wow. would have been great but yeah wanker of the week the weather that is a I like that that is quite the bold choice I don't even I, I yeah I don't have anything anywhere close to that I was just going to talk about Yuki Sonoda and we already <laughs> talked about him but I just wanted to point out for those of you who weren't paying attention to the back of the field. He finished behind Nicholas Latifi <laughs> by a Holy. lot. Um, the only person who finished two laps behind the leader of the race was Yuki Sonoda. So, like, when I was looking at, at Nicholas Latifi's race, it was like, well, it wasn't a good one, 
but he certainly did better than Sonoda. So it was better than his usual performance, I guess I would say. Yuki, there's not a, this is like three out of the last four races that my wanker has been Alpha Tauri related. And I, it's been a, it's been just, a tough I, I considered giving it to Alpha Tauri as a whole again, but um, Gasly started uh, last, you know, for, for new, new parts. Made his yeah. way up to like 12th. It was a, it was a, it was a fine weekend. Um, nothing to write home about. But Yuki, I mean, this is getting this is getting ridiculous. Starting from Canada, where he spun out on that that first straight, like for or, or, or he didn't even spin. He just ran it right into the wall. These th- that that can't happen. That's that's costing way too much money to a uh, to a, a sister team to a junior team. Um, and I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure that Alpha Tauri knows that. I'm sure the Red Bull knows that. But yeah. Man, week after week, it was like no, not many people really did that bad this week. To the point where I, I felt it necessary for two of us to give Yuki, uh, yeah. the the wanker of the week. Real qu- Yuki, oh, uh, definitely on the hot seat. I was gonna say definitely on the hot seat, especially yeah, with, with when it seems like uh, like uh, Oscar Piastri might be on the move here. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they'll, a little Piastri. teaser to our silly season. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's not looking good for him, um, at all. One last note on the Hungarian Grand Prix before we get into silly season, unless anything, anyone's got any, anything else. Um, I have not confirmed this number because there's no official way to find it, but unofficially 65 overtakes at the Hungaro ring this weekend. People have called this track monaco with walls before because it's so narrow and so hard to pass yada 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 65 overtakes that puts it the third highest total of the year behind bahrain and austria 65 a lot of a lot of people it's a terrible bit but it's been a bit and 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 with the old with the Mm. old regulations um when it was so much harder to follow I think they kind of had a point. It used to be so hard to follow into that last corner. You'd never have a good run going into that straight. They updated the DRS zones coming into this year. Um, this is this is what the new regulations were designed for, uh, to to allow so many overtakes uh, at a track like the Hungaro Ring, which I, I hate that track in the F1 game. Um, watching yeah. it has always been kind of meh, um, but I thought, I thought it was great. Again, 65, 31 of them shown on the broadcast, so... That's um, that's certainly something. That makes it all the more funnier that a track perfectly suited for the high downforce Ferrari. Yes, <laughs> got dusted uh, by by the yeah. Red Bull that's known for its straight line. Ferrari speed. <laughs> started two and three on a track that gets compared to Monaco. Red Bull started tenth and eleventh, and Max won easily on a track that's hard to pass on. Easily. So let's just move on from that, because I don't know if my heart can take any more of this talk. Let's get into all the silly season (laughs) stuff, starting with the announcement video from Sebastian Vettel. When I saw that he had created an Instagram account, I think a lot of us uh, assumed that it was, well, most of of us thought that it was probably going to be to promote some humanitarian campaign that he's he's been on recently instead he chose to tell us that he uh he loves chocolate and the smell of fresh bread and also that he will be retiring from formula one at the end of the 2022 season i i woke up to that 
whatever day that was last week. What was your guys' reaction seeing that? It, it felt like it makes sense, but also I was still still kind of surprised and very heartbroken. It's like I, I want him in Formula One, but I don't want him on Aston yeah. Martin. Um, I want him in a better car. I, feel, I still think Seb has a lot of talent. Um, obviously, he's a great guy. It's, it's sad, um, but I just I wish he was – I'm happy he's no longer going to be driving – for that team and in that just track. Cause it's like, God dang, like Vettel running at 14th. Like, yeah. What is that? When, when we say he has a, he had a great yeah. weekend when he climbs up into ninth place. That's not, not where he should be. Yeah, dude. It, he deserves so much better. I mean, this is a guy, he, he binned his car into the wall, you know, during a practice and then, you know, got his own hands dirty, helping to put the car back together to get it out there for qualifying. Dedicated guy, incredible driver. And to me, it just seems like the timing is right. You know, there's no point in just rotting away on some retirement team, um, you know, and putting your life at risk for meaningless laps. Like, um, to see him go out on his own terms, super, you know, obviously bittersweet, but awesome to see that, you know, he's going out. Sebastian Vettel still, and not just some shell of himself. Even even then, now he's not he's nowhere near the levels he used to be. But um, we all still know the talents there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it hasn't been sure. like he hasn't yeah, been in a competitive for, car and been and been slow. Like yeah, he, he kind of gets a free pass. So it's it's yeah, like you said, nice to to see him kind of just go out on his own terms like that. And I think Aston Martin's lack of pace this year definitely kind of forced his hand um and you can see that in that video that he posted of you know we talked about maybe two months ago when he had some quote of i don't want to be driving unless i'm fighting for wins like i don't see the point of it anymore and then in his message when he says like you know i've got a wife and kids like i see that uh also i counted no fewer than six race puns that he used uh during this he said this uh you know the, the the race on track. I have a more important race now, and it's 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 you know raising my kids and being a good husband. Uh, the the sports in good hands. I trust the next generation to. Uh, they're going around the first the first turn, uh, you know, and, and and I they'll take us down the straightaway. Uh, it was nothing, nothing but puns from Seb, but it was just, you know, again, if, if, if his heart's not in it, uh, whether, you know, maybe that's Aston Martin's fault. Maybe they literally broke the man that is Sebastian Vettel. Um, but g- glad to see him go out and I hope he gets all the chocolate and, uh, and fresh bread that is, that his heart desires. You know, sees a bunch of blue, but with him leaving that leaves an open seat at Aston Martin, or at least it did leave an open seat at Aston Martin following his uh, announcement of his retirement at the end of the year. It took, what, three days for that seat to get filled by none other than Fernando Alonso. Thoughts, Johnny, as the the resident Alpine Uh, stan? So for for all the reasons that I'm happy to see Seb leaving Aston Martin – are the same reasons that I'm upset to see Alonzo go in there because it just this just feels like, you know, sending sending the dog off to <laughs> to the pasture, you know, down the, down the road Ast- to the farm. I'm sure his contract. It's is the, Aston Martin is the <laughs> Aston Martin is the farm of state. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And um, it's just so confusing to me because Alpine seem to have handcuffed themselves to Ocon when. Sure, he's shown some some you know brilliant moments at times, but 
he just seems like a very combat. He seems very combative to me. Like uh, he's fighting off his own teammates going into turn one. He's, he's been constantly battling with Alonzo all year long, and he's the future. Yeah, Why wouldn't just, he battle with Alonzo? I understand that yeah. it rubbed Alonzo the wrong way, and also I don't condone the way Ocon was driving against his teammate early in the race. I yeah. I don't think that it was right necessarily. But that's the kind of fight you want to see in your young driver. That's your future, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But when, when the guy you announced to replace Alonzo comes out and tweets that uh, that's fake news <laughs> the next day, you know, that's not necessarily a good look. So I, I'll be interesting, interested to see you know, how Alpine you know, decided to fill Ian, thoughts so. on, uh, on, on Alonzo's departure to Aston Martin before we get into the, the, that vacant Alpine seat? So, like, I think it's going to work in the sense of I think he's going to, I think Alonzo's going to have a death grip on between 8th and 12th place next season, almost every single race. So I think he's actually, I think he's going to be okay at Ashton Martin. Um, it's, I'm curious to see what happens with that team. I mean, if... Stroll decides to sell. I don't think he will. No, now, yeah, this is all assuming that Aston Martin kind of gets their ish together, right? Like, yeah. So I, I think there's, I think there's a chance there, um, but I also think it's, it's a very low pressure. They're gonna, they're paying him a balls ton of money. I think him and uh, Alp, I think, I think him and Otmar don't have the best relationship. I think him and Ocon don't have the best relationship. I think he's like, I want out of Alpine. I don't care where I'm going. Um, I mean, pretty much the one of the first open seats on a team that's. Not honestly, if he's going to a bad car, so that says a lot about making a career decision like that. Um, but I, I think he's, I think he's still going to be fine. He's not, he's, he's going to be very similar to how he'll be a little bit better than how. Yeah, Seb that's, was this that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. It's the long-winded, long-winded. It's kind of, it's, it, it's they're they're replacing Seb. They're replacing you know an old multiple-time world champion driver with another old multiple-time world champion driver. Um, it didn't seem like I, I don't know. It's, it feels weird for me to even say this, but if like I, I don't know, they they clearly want like an older guy to try to like mentor Lance along. Um, I I would have assumed that Sebastian Vettel, if you told me hey, who's who's a better mentor, Sebastian or Fernando Alonso, it'd be Seb ten out of ten. But it did. It never 100%. felt like he, yeah. he really embraced that role, and whether that's because the the car, the team didn't give him what he needed, or or some other reason, um, I, I'll never know. But it never really seemed like Seb settled into that, like being comfortable in a midfield car mentoring Lance Stroll, and maybe Fernando Alonso will um, will be able to to do that a little better. I think it's telling that Alpine didn't even acknowledge that move for like half a day. It took them like six hours after the after Alonso's announcement to to acknowledge it, which leads well, me to Alonso, they were blindsided. Well, Alonso, the the the. I'm trying to think of a good word to describe it, but honestly, pretty much, we think we all have a fantasy of being on a boat somewhere and your work calling you and he's being like, nope, mm-mm, nope, 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 because they could not get a hold of him and he was on an island, he was on a boat, he was on a ship in the Mediterranean just hanging out, partying on a yacht, and Otmar was frantically calling him and couldn't get a hold of him, and that's why I think that's delayed a lot of it. Which is just a... Which yeah. is incredible. Baller Which is incredible. move. If I ever quit my job, 
I'm going off the grid. I'm going on a boat in the in the Mediterranean. Hey, you can find me off the Amalfi Coast somewhere. If I knew where that was, I'd join you, buddy. Trust, trust <laughs> me. So that leads us to, you know, now we've got Seb gone. Fernando Alonso taking that seat uh, at Aston Martin. So that leaves an empty Alpine seat, which everyone rightly thought um, would be um, Oscar Piastri. The man who should be in F1 this year, not Oscar Pistorius, Ian. Hold your horses. I was going to say, not. I can tell you two people who are not going to be driving for Alpine next year. First of all, one of them, Oscar Piastri. Number two, Oscar Pistorius. Everybody else is fair game. Oscar Piastri. Both Australian. Uh, Oscar Piastri uh, is, is under contract from Alpine in some capacity right now. He probably should be in F1 this year, but there wasn't a seat for him. So instead of being F2, he, after dominating F2 last year, he's just kind of in no man's Brandon land Chibi. doing some tests. Yeah, I'm um, hanging around, but it was a weird limbo year for here. him. Everybody assumed that he would be taking that seat. Alpine, I guess, I was at work when this happened, so I didn't see the initial post from Alpine. I guess they prematurely announced that they thought he was going to be their next driver, which led Oscar Piastri slash Pistorius to put a scathing post on Twitter saying, I have not agreed to terms with Alpine to drive for them next year. They jumped the gun, and he finished it with saying, I am not driving for Alpine in 2022. Maybe that was just poor wording on his part, but the way it comes off says, I'm not driving for them next year, no matter what. It not like, oh, the deal hasn't been finalized. Maybe I'll be driving for them. Maybe I won't. It's not done yet. He said, I'm not driving for them next year. So I'm going to jump right in, say, Piastri to McLaren, Danny Rick to Alpine, discuss. So I think it's it's a pretty poorly kept secret that I think the deal is that Piastri is going to end up with yeah, McLaren. Yeah, there have been times. And I think the where does that leave Daniel Ricciardo? Um, and I, I just... I'm on board with the Mc, Daniel Ricardo goes to Haas because I think that's like that's going to work out. I don't. I I think going back to Alpine. Where does Mick go? Renault. That oh, it'd be Micker Micker Mag on the chopping block. No, 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 no. I refuse to accept. Yeah, that. for Ricardo. Yeah, because there's the everything else Ricardo brings with him, like the fanfare and the. Um, popularity that would do really well with Mick and Haas. I think that's what I, that, I as, think a, as a big Ricardo fan, that's what I want to see happen if he leaves McLaren. Car racing thing like that. I think he should just go to IndyCar and America loves him already. I've said it before. I think that's, that's his thing before he ends up going to, going to Haas. I also think the, that Alpine car just kind of suits him. Like uh, Daniel Ricardo yeah. more so than the, than McLaren does clearly because things have not been, yeah, been going his way. Um, Johnny thoughts on the, uh, the, that, that, vacant Alpine seat and possibly McLaren with the rumors. I mean, silly season is in full effect here. Boys. Hell yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to expect at every turn, you know, like Seb Vettel with the puns. <laughs> I mean, this Piastri thing is just so wild to me. Like imagine, you know, some Tom Brady gets traded and he tweets a few hours later that you know no that's that's not true this is the type of thing you'd expect from like uh, a lesser team or or ferrari or something alpine has been somewhat competent this year like 
They're in fourth place. They're in fourth place. Yeah. 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 And and I've read some stuff where where Piastri's supposedly like obligated, uh, contractually obligated to race for Alpine contracts next year if he wants to race in F one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is uh, it's barely worth the paper it's you know yeah. printed on. But um, I'm super excited to see how it all unfolds for sure. I mean, the, the Danny Rick is interesting. He definitely seems like he's on. He's got. He's got a foot out the door already. Um, and yeah, yeah officially know, he's uh, only said that like I'm still con- contracted to race for McLaren next year in F in yeah. F1, but. It just doesn't. It just doesn't feel that way, to no, me. And definitely. I, I, I want to make one last point on this. The biggest winner of all this silly season drama, Ferrari, because it's taken all the heat off of them, or at least a lot of the heat off of them. We should have been. Yes. We should have spent the next four weeks talking about Ferrari's disaster, and instead, the rest of F1 decided to step it and kind of cover up for their boys. Conspiracy? I don't know, but it's uh, definitely convenient timing that uh, what literally Monday morning it was like what like six or seven a.m. Eastern Standard Time when the the Alonso news uh, got leaked. So definitely helping our our boys. It was out. very. It was it was very early. I think well, that's it like was noon there. I think it was about yeah. I think it was about eight Central yeah, Time. Just, it was very far early. too early. It was after I woke up at 8 a.m. Eastern, or before, I'm sorry. It was before I woke up at 8 a.m. Eastern, so it was, it was definitely early in the morning. So that was certainly some news to wake up to um, on Monday. Very interesting where it all happens. Uh, also, a lot of rumors floating around against uh, about Logan Sargent possibly taking the uh, the open seat while we're talking silly season. Um, well, open seat. Uh, the, the Latifi Give seat is half open. Logan Sargent to Williams. Make it We're all about happen. it. He, we are all about lot, it. Uh, yeah. We love Logan Sargent Williams. I've been talking Colton Herta, Colton Herta, and I've been saying for a while, the next American F1 driver is an F2. He's not an IndyCar, and his name is Logan Sargent. He will be driving in, F- in the F2 championship when we are uh, at Spa. And I'll tell you what, having four weeks uh, before our next race, that hurts as an F1 fan. You know what makes it a lot easier? Knowing that two-thirds of the Yank Shaft F1 podcast will be there in attendance in Belgium, in the fall, the boys if we, we can figure out how to get to the circuit because all the parking passes are sold out, so we've got a bit of a predicament on our hands. If you know how to get us there, Belgian listeners, let us know in the comments or on Twitter at YankshaftF1. But that, if this yeah. pod gets a, a thousand downloads, I'll walk to the track. <laughs> we've got about six kilometers. Oh man, it's gonna be great. We only need nine hundred and ninety-nine more downloads, yeah. and you'll our be there. Belgian All listener, right. and that's our only our only listener. But Logan Sargent will be driving. It's it's one of the support weekends where we've got the the F two races happening in between the F one sessions. Very excited to take in some F two action. Maybe see Logan Sargent. Um, we'll definitely see Logan Sargent um, in person. We've got some great. Great American flag outfits ready to go. Um, so four weeks, four weeks time, we will be returning to Spa. Do uh, you know? We're going to be providing you with daily content once we're over there. Uh, definitely hit you with a little preview uh, before then. But it's time to play everyone's favorite game. Who are the last five race winners from the next track up on the calendar? Ian, you're first up. This is an interesting one. The last four uh, Belgian Grand Prix have been won by four different people. Keep that in mind. Um, I'm going to go two right off the bat. 
Max Verstappen, Lewis you Hamilton. You nailed him. Ding, ding, ding. Everybody's a winner. I don't cool. know how you guessed that. It was such a crazy race wow. last year. It's almost like the that guy who uh, got pole just won without having to complete a real lap. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Um, then so Max Verstappen, say... 2021. Lewis Hamilton, 2020. Who won 2019? This was a pretty memorable race. Seemed very big at the time for an up-and-coming driver on a big team. Mm. Was it Charles Leclerc? Leclerc 2019 won it 2018 it's none of the three guys listed above it's not Daniel Kvyat either because I knew what you were thinking not Danny no. Kriat. okay I thought I was thinking once Danny again Kriat. no R in his name but um, give, can we can we I get remember. a hint it was Seb it was Seb 2018 Seb. I, just, my I remember is Charles's teammate <laughs> like uh Let's and go. Seb in uh, 2018, uh, 2017 was also won by Lewis Hamilton. And then 2016 okay. was the, the next one. So we've had all these crazy, crazy weeks, the last four races where the last five drivers, we we've gotten that. what? Like, Felipe Massas and all these crazy names. Massa, no, yeah. this is Max, Lewis, Charles, Seb. Lewis won the year before that. And then the year before Hat was... Nico Rosberg. I'll just spoil it. There's nothing exciting about hey, that. Did, didn't Rosberg. Kimi Raikkonen like dominate spot like in the mid 2000s? Yeah, the, 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 either like yeah, McLaren or early, early Ferrari days. Um, way, way back on that on that list of winners. Um, so yeah, not not the most exciting list, not the most interesting list of uh, of last last five winners there at Spa. Um, longest uh, longest track on the circuit, maybe second longest uh, since they added Jetta. But like I said, either way, we'll we'll be there. We'll be walking uh, walking the entire track, bringing you a ton of content. What we got dinner with Zhu Guan Yu, yeah, baby. Dinner with special guest Zhu Guan Yu with some hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who Daniel Ricardo. Would it be Daniel? Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Ricardo has won this race as well. Maybe we'll get a rematch, re, uh, um, repeat of uh, the 2014 Spa Belgian Grand Prix, which. Belgian one Grand one bold take before Belgian we let uh, let everybody go here. Bold take for Spa. I'll <sighs> jump in here. Haven't thought about this. <sighs> Mercedes race win. Mercedes race win. Stamp it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it rains, and we get some silliness because. Why'd you put rain. that evil on me and Johnny? We need a nice dry race. Yeah, bring your rain jacket, dude. Bring your range. I'm borrow one yeah. from your house in Portugal. Um, I don't really have a prediction so much as a hope. I just want to see something crazy. Last last race at Spa for you know the foreseeable future until you know things get yeah. resolved. So uh, I just want to see something cool happen. And I, I, if any track like deserves to stay on the calendar, it's Spa. And if any track deserves to, if they're not going to keep it on, if any track deserves to go out on a high, it's Spa. Give us something memorable, especially since last year was. I mean, if we had flown to Europe to go to last year's race, oh my god, I never, <laughs> I, I would have quit this podcast. I, I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't have spoken another word about Formula One um, for the for the rest of that year. Um, absolute disaster. Hopefully they learn from their mistakes so that if we do get some wet weather, we'll at least see some racing. Ian, you got any, any hot takes for us for the spa Belgian Grand Prix? Yeah, it's, it's, it, we're going to get some rain. It's going to get a little silly. That's <laughs> Those my beautiful Hungarian hills. 
In Belgium. These beautiful Belgian yeah. hills. Bust those those big Belgian hills. It's 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 basically all the same thing. All right, that's all that's all I got. Anything else for you guys? Nothing. Ian's shaking his head. We'll catch you guys. That's it, man. The, with a, with a little preview from Spa, and then uh, again daily updates from me, Johnny, maybe a special guest from Belgium uh, once we arrive on race week. Stay tuned for that. We'll catch you guys later.